You are listening to the Well-Connected Twin Cities podcast. I'm your host, Cynthia Shockley, and I'm here to learn alongside you through meaningful conversations with health and wellness practitioners. This is your time to experience some mindset shifts, learn practical tips, and get excited about what is possible. We want you to own the power of choice in your personal well-being journey. Let's discover what's possible right here in our Twin Cities community. Hello, and welcome to the Well-Connected Twin Cities podcast. I'm your host, Cynthia Shockley, and today we're speaking with Dr. Brenna Erickson. She is known as the Migraine Whisperer, and she is going to really walk us through some of the reasons people have headaches versus migraines, how to treat them, how to prevent them, and how a chiropractor can help. She also is going to walk us through some of the terms that you might want to look for when you are looking for a chiropractor for migraines. And she's going to share a little more about non-force chiropractic, which is her specialty. So a little more about Dr. Brenna. She is a non-force chiropractor here in the Twin Cities, and she's the only DNFT or directional non-force technique chiropractor in the state of Minnesota. She specializes in working with migraine and other headache disorders. Dr. Brenna graduated from Life West Chiropractic College near San Francisco in 2017 and has been learning and growing ever since. She recently joined AHI Integrative Health and Wellness in May of this year, growing their integrative health clinic. She was trained to be a doctor of the nervous system, and that perspective shapes how she treats and interacts with her clients. She has traveled extensively around the United States to attend seminars and trainings focused on applying neuroscience, functional neurology, and natural medicine to help refine her methods and outcomes of working with clients to improve their physical and emotional health through natural and supportive methods. As a non-force chiropractor, she uses both hands-on treatment and lifestyle modifications to help her clients. Non-force chiropractic uses gentle adjustments with no cracking, popping, or sudden forces going into the body. She works with a broad range of clients, but she loves helping clients with headaches and migraines, helping them find reduction or relief from their symptoms. If you are curious about directional non-force technique chiropractic, you can hear more from Dr. Brenna herself in episode 72 of our podcast. The link is right there in the show notes. And here we are with Dr. Brenna. Hi, Dr. Brenna. How are you doing today? Hi, Cynthia. I'm doing great. Good, good. I always love the background on your Zoom. It just looks so, I'm like, this is office goals, right? Just the plans, <laughs> the white walls look so good. <laughs> Thanks, Pinterest, for giving me something that makes my space look like I'm somewhere very fancy and minimalist. <laughs> Yeah, my room's definitely more of a mess. Uh, I wonder, Brenna, today, if we can even just start with Rosenthorn, something I've been really into lately, just hearing oh. something that's going well for you, something that isn't going well for you, because we're all human and humaning is hard and mm -hmm. great and just all the things in between. So yeah, why don't you share your Rosenthorn today? Let's see. Something that's going is I recently joined a group practice in May of this year. So it's been a lot of transitions. It's called AHI Integrative Health and Wellness, and we're based out of Bloomington and we're getting an integrative clinic up and running. So it's just probably that's my good and bad is that you never know what you don't know until you're in the middle of it. 
<laughs> the known unknowns and the unknown unknowns. And so whenever you're building something new, there's always new challenges to have. It's going really well. I have a really beautiful space. Well Connected will be visiting it for next month's Networking Connect. So everyone will get to see what I've been working on. And um, it's been drawing a lot of new energy and people to the practice, which has been really cool. And then also we're finding out where there's some gaps are. And so it's just about developing our communication and making sure that uh, everyone knows where our needs are at. Yeah, it's mm. been fun. It's a cool project. Yeah. And just, I feel like business partnerships are almost like romantic relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're having to navigate just understanding each other, communication, like you said, but it sounds like it's a beautiful space that's coming together. I'm super excited to go visit it in person and see how it's all coming together. When I first met you and you said that you were a chiropractor specializing in migraines, I didn't even realize that is something that chiropractors did or focused on. I feel like there's this understanding or expectation that chiropractic's just about just how your back feels or fixing certain kinks and things like that. I'm curious about your story. What brought you into the world of migraines to the point where you're even on Instagram, the migraine whisperer? Chiropractic since its inception has been about creating change in the human nervous system. And so we typically see that with chiropractors by working with the bones of the spine. So making sure that the joints are moving, that there's no tension, that we're releasing stress from the body through the spine. But if you think about it, our nervous system is held safely within this flexible bony canal that is the core of our bodies. And so that's what our spine looks like. Our brain is safe inside our skull. Our spinal cord is safe within the spine. And so we use the spinal bones as a lever to affect how the function of the nervous system is going. So it's like you can use the spine as the lever to affect the nervous system, which is really what we're after. So what we're looking to do is maintain and improve brain-body communication to make sure that your body is getting all of its needs met and its resources or everything is allocated where the body thinks it should be rather than where we're making a judgment call based on. So what we do is we go through and find any areas of stress or tension, which I use a leg length check. Other people look for swelling, edema, redness, increased muscle tone or spasm, and go through and correct those areas so that your body knows that you're in a safe environment and that you don't need to hold on to any kinds of stress. So there's, you know, multiple kinds of stress. Everyone thinks of chiropractic as like neck pain, back pain, car accidents, and that's physical stress, which is like a strong impact over a short amount of time, which would be like a fall or a car accident or a um, less of a impact over a longer amount of time, which would be like poor posture, biomechanics as a yoga instructor and dancer. I'm sure you know all about this. <laughs> and then there's other types of stress as well, which is like emotional stress. So if you are in an emotional stress response, you feel your breathing get shallow, your shoulders start coming up towards your ears, and that feeling really lives in your body. And so releasing that tension 
can help your nervous system relax and feel safe and know that it's in a good place. And then there's chemical stress as well. So the foods that we eat, pollution, um, beauty products, chemicals that we run into with the increasing amount of plastic in our world and industrial chemicals, pesticides, all of those things can build up over time and affect the function of your body. Pesticides, especially because they're designed to disrupt nervous systems of like small bugs or things that could be eating the plants. And so if we're eating small amounts of these over time, they build up in our system and can cause uh, problems. So we work with clients to make sure that they are detoxing properly, that they have all of their nutrient groups, that they are dealing with their stress in healthy ways, either through therapy or movement or all of those cool research neuroscience things that are coming out right now through burnout work and trauma work and other ways that people improve the health of their nervous systems. So I ended up in migraine work, which is a long roundabout path getting back to migraines and headaches where I was a traditionally trained chiropractor. I did my training out in the San Francisco Bay Area at uh, Life West Chiropractic College, where we learn a core of about seven different chiropractic techniques, everything from upper cervical, where you just look at the top two bones of the neck, to drop table, where you use an impact table to achieve spinal bone movement. Um, and I was always really drawn to the gentle chiropractic techniques, things that used more of like the person's breath or reading their nervous system through leg length inequality or doing things that are a little more subtle and required a little less anticipation. Because the first thing you tell people when you're chiropractors, you say, hi, my name is Dr. Brenna and I'm a chiropractor. And people are like, oh, don't touch my neck. I'm so scared. It's, no, we're fine. You're fine. Um, I actually don't do any cracking, popping, or twisted positions. I ended up specializing in a technique called directional non-force technique, which instead of one big force going through the body, it, we break that force down into 18 or 20 little micro thrusts that are just a couple ounces of pressure and are very specific for each person and each time they come in. So we use just a couple ounces of pressure about as much as you would feel comfortable pushing on your own eye to help realign the spine and get rid of stress. And I also look at the cranial bones when I first start working with someone, because I'm sure, you know, babies have soft spots on their skulls, which are called the fontanelles, because as babies go through the birth canal, our heads are so big that the bones of the skull actually need to slide over each other in order to get out of the birth canal without injuring mom. And so once they're born, those plates slowly come back into position and aren't telescoped. And so then you have the fontanelles and as children grow, the bones start to form. And so after those soft spots fuse, those become the sutures or what the joints in our skull are called. And in the 1950s, they actually discovered that there's a little bit of joint play between those joints as someone is an adult into your whole life. And so every time you breathe, your skull expands and contracts as your heart beats, it expands and contracts. And you have a, another type of pulse beyond your heartbeat, which is the cerebral spinal fluid flow, which goes from your sacrum, which is that triangular bone between your two hip bones down in your pelvis, all the way up your spine, through your brain and back down. And that helps clear out any 
gunk in your brain, make sure it's getting enough nutrition, clearing away any waste product. And so making sure that your brain has the nutrition that it needs. And if you're, if you don't have good fluid dynamics, then you just don't have optimal communication with like blood flow and cerebral spinal fluid flow. So any new client I go through and I make sure that their cranial bones are positioned correctly. Nothing is wonky or weird that those bones are moving normally with those fluid flows. And after about a year of being in practice, I had a pattern of my clients coming back to me and saying, Dr. Bruno, the most amazing thing happened. I'm like, oh yeah, what happened? They're like, I haven't had a migraine since you saw me six weeks ago. <laughs> and usually I have a migraine once a month where I'm in bed for two days and I can't get out because the lights just bother my eyes and like I just feel nauseous and terrible. So cool. <laughs> and it kept happening. And really what I was doing is making sure that the autonomic nervous system was functioning normally, that people weren't stuck in a stress response from old stuff that had happened, whether it was physical stuff, chemical stuff, emotional stuff, and ensured that their body was moving properly. And then sometimes you just tell people some simple lifestyle changes that can make a huge impact on their lives because they just don't even know. Drink water, preferably with some electrolytes. <laughs> And that can make a huge difference for people because they haven't heard that you need a proper amount of sodium, potassium, and magnesium for your water that you drink to actually go into your cells and get used by your body. Instead, it just gets flushed out and the more water you drink. If you've heard like you need to be drinking water, get your gallon of water in, you can just pull more of those salts out and then you just end up more off balance. Mm -hmm. So I work with clients through gentle chiropractic care, some nutritional advice, some at-home exercises if I feel like they need it, any tools, tips, tricks that they can get at home, any movement, talking about different yoga poses or stretches or any strength training, sending them out to a personal trainer if that's what they need, and working with them in a collaborative relationship to help them achieve what their health goals are, because that's not my job. It's, I'm just a facilitator. I help people along the path that they want to be on and help teach them and help hold them accountable for the thing, changes they want to see too. Yeah. It sounds like you really take that whole person approach where it's not just the treatment, but the lifestyle habits that are going to support that treatment taking effect and being able to alleviate those symptoms. And what a gift to no longer have migraines. I have a couple of my own clients I work with who just, migraines just disrupt your life completely. Absolutely. Right? And they can be, they can feel so unpredictable and people really lose that trust in their body because they feel betrayed when something mm -hmm. like a migraine comes on, it disrupts their plans and like everything that they had, they have to still do. And now they can't do anything but lay in a dark room, trying to be quiet in pain. Mm -hmm. Are you looking to take your healthcare career to the next level? Northwestern Health Sciences University is preparing the next generation of healthcare professionals to not only deliver, but also advance healthcare. Northwestern promotes innovative models of integrative care to lead people to live healthier and happier lives. 
They offer 11 academic programs, including their evidence-informed chiropractic program, health and wellness degrees, including massage therapy, and both master's and doctorate degrees in acupuncture and Chinese medicine. Northwestern Health Sciences recently added 100% online programs with a master's in integrative care, a master's in functional nutrition, and a health coaching certificate. The faculty at Northwestern Health Sciences is focused on the success of their students, which could include you. Go to nwhealth.edu to learn about their academic programs and find upcoming in-person and virtual enrollment events. Yeah, gosh. And we talked about this before we hit record, but there is a difference between headaches and migraines because migraines, that's specifically what we're talking about with just being disabled, basically, from being able to live your life. So what are the differences between headaches and migraines and some of those root causes that you might see? Sure. Okay, so there is criteria for migraine without aura by the International Headache Society. Now, when you say aura with headache, that's A-U-R-A, like the aurora borealis, is people describe having strange neurological symptoms, usually right before, can be during, can be after a migraine, because we live on a planet where everything's on a spectrum. And so not everyone is going to have the same headache symptoms. Not everyone's going to have the same migraine presentation. Not everyone has the same really anything. But finding those similarity points So the really classic image of a migraine is someone who starts to see almost these kaleidoscope color images called visuals about a couple hours before, and they might start to yawn repeatedly and get that like feeling of needing to stretch their jaw. They might hear a weird tone and then... These visuals can be like kaleidoscope or streaks of light or like something floating that they can't quite catch out in their visual field. And then they know that like within 20 minutes, they have to get themselves into a safe space because a storm is coming. And so that's before their migraine attack actually happens. That constellation of weird neurological stuff of visuals, tones, weird taste, people can have phantom smells, that no one else can smell, that just means that there's some unusual brain activity happening. And that's where that is coming from. But there's several different types of migraines. Some people have what's called these aura symptoms. Some people don't. And if you're someone who doesn't have aura symptoms, the International Headache Society says that the diagnostic criteria for migraine is five or more episodic headaches lasting four to 72 hours. 72 hours is three days straight. And then any two of the following. So I'm going to put four in here, which is unilateral location. So usually it's right behind one of your eyes, either right or left. A throbbing or pulsating feeling like you have an artery in your temple and that's just like throbbing. Worsened by movement. So turning over, standing up can really flare up the symptoms and then moderate or severe intensity. So in doctor language, we have a zero to 10 scale, zero being no pain whatsoever, 10 being like childbirth and beyond. 
and moderate to severe is five to around four to five, so halfway, and then severe is seven to 10. And so it has to be like at least decently bad for us to scale that as like in the migraine realm. So we have unilateral location, throbbing or pulsating, feeling worsened by movement, moderate or severe intensity, plus one of the following, either nausea and vomiting or phonophobia or photophobia, which means sensitivity to noises or light. People very classically can't handle bright lights. They need to be in the dark, in the quiet, because just the sound of your children chewing make you want to die. Mm. Or car noises or music, like everything feels so overwhelming when you're in a migraine. And part of that is because there's actually a change in electrical activity in your brain where you get spreading depolarizations. Our nervous system runs on electricity, just like the wiring in your house, and it communicates via electricity. And so we have that moisture inside our bodies that helps translate the electrical current. And so when you have a migraine, you get this spreading depolarization, which means basically all the nerves, neurons, and tissues along your brain are sparking together in this spreading arc across everything, which is why it's hitting so many of your sensory organs. So you're getting so much stimulation in the brain itself that your senses feel overwhelmed. So even though you're not in a super loud environment, but it feels really loud because your brain is amplifying that signal. Hmm. This sweeping electrical activity is called depolarization, which is basically all the switches being flipped at one time. And you can't flip a switch too many times because you need to rebuild that electrical charge to allow that to happen again. And so there's a refractory period which means that your brain needs a little bit of time to reset. If you've played video games and your character dies and then you have to wait 30 seconds for them to respawn in where they're at, that's the same process in a really funny analogy where you can't go right back to where you were. You need a little bit of time to reload, as it were. And so depending on your nutritional state, if you have enough electrolytes or fatty tissue in your brain or nutritionally, that can be on a spectrum of more or less time. But the migraine pain itself is caused by that broad sweeping neurological depolarization or activity switch. And migraine is a chronic neurological disorder rather than just a cluster of symptoms. And that someone who has migraine, it's a chronic illness, which means that you always have migraine, but whether or not you're in an attack, a migraine attack is the difference. So people who've been through the neurologist's office and have been through the diagnostic process will say, I'm having an attack, which you just have to know that means migraine for them. But when you hear people say, oh, I have a migraine, like you don't, have a migraine. Migraine is a disease. Mm, That's really helpful to understand. So I wonder for people, because I feel like I've had conversations with people who didn't have migraine for a period of their life and suddenly at age 40, 50, like all of a sudden they're having 
these symptoms and they have that extended period of migraine, what's happening that suddenly their brain is depolarizing more often? This is the magic question because we don't actually know. We have some clues on what can trigger migraine, but there we know that there's a strong genetic component. So you're more likely to have migraine if you've had family members with migraine. Some people, and there's definitely a hormonal component to it. So we'll have teenage girls starting to get attacks right around puberty and then disappear around menopause. We'll have people who have had migraine for years have it disappear around pregnancy and then come back afterwards. We'll have people who've never had migraine start to have migraine symptoms around menopause, but that doesn't mean that males or biological differences never have migraine. It's just less typical. And it's picking apart each individual's symptom constellation to see what they're experiencing, what it's like, what their triggers are, because everyone's triggers can be a little bit different. Some common ones can be like barometric pressure. Having a thunderstorm come through can tip people over into a migraine attack. Stress is the most common trigger because that autonomic nervous system gets primed and then you get that depolarization. Mm. Uh, You can get stress let down. So you're totally fine through a stressful event. And then as soon as you get the chance to relax, and you get all of the cortisol dumping out of your system, then your body's like, great time to do this. Oh, man. Allergies, Um, food intolerances. It's a very wide spectrum, and it's highly individual. Hard to piece out. We're starting to understand the mechanism of migraine attacks more and more, but what the core cause is still a little bit unclear. It has something to do with autonomic nervous system function and the autonomic nervous system function is our fight flight response. And we're always learning more and hopefully we know more tomorrow than we do today. And as soon as someone figures out what the switch is, I'm going to be all over it. Oh, it sounds like it's such an individual journey, like you said, because it could be genetic, it could be hormonal, it could be lifestyle. Well Connected exists to help you discover the practitioner that aligns with your values. We believe that finding the right fit should be simple and maybe even fun. When you visit wellconnectedtwincities.com, you can search for local practitioners by categories like chiropractic or herbalism, Or you can search by condition or symptom in the directory to find practitioners of various healing modalities who can help. Discover over 100 local practitioners, browse articles, take classes, and listen to interviews by these very practitioners to learn who is the right fit for you. No matter what it is, we are here to help you say yes to the next stop on your healing journey. And there's so many different triggers for each individual. If someone listening is like, boom, that's me. I've got migraines and they have tried so many different things and they haven't tried chiropractic. What would be your recommendation for them to find the right chiropractor for them? How to navigate that that process of finding the right fit? Sure. A lot of people with migraine have more sensitive nervous systems, which means that they can't handle large amounts of input. I would encourage people to look for more gentle techniques. There's 
5 million different kinds of chiropractic care out there. There's not actually 5 million. There's about 300, but that's still like an overwhelming amount. I always like to encourage people to ask for personal recommendation from friends and family and see who they've had good experience with. Look for more gentle techniques. Some of the keywords to look for are something like me, which is DNFT or directional non-force chiropractic, activator or TRT, which is torque release technique, BGI, biogeometric integration. Those are some of the key techniques to look for. And I would really encourage you to reach out and do a consultation with any chiropractor that you feel like might be a good fit. Go through their website, check out their social media, see if you can get a vibe check from that. I know for me, I offer a no-cost consultation for each potential client just so they know a little bit about me, about my style, about my approach, about what I'm looking for. And then they can decide if that feels like a good personality match that they think I'd be the one that they want to walk their journey with. Because I'm not the perfect fit for everyone. I'm not a best personality match, no matter how wonderful I try to be in customer service and like working with each person. Some people just need a different communication style. Some people need different personalities and there's the right fit for someone out there that you can find. It just takes a little bit of time. And so it can take a little bit of commitment to just seeing what your options are and seeing what feels right and listening to your intuition. Yeah, that intuition can take us a long way. And I love the recommendation to get a referral because um, it's hard to trust just by researching online. But if mm -hmm. you have a trusted person that has had a positive experience, that could be really helpful. And especially just understanding those key terms to look for in a provider. Because like you said, there's hundreds of different types of chiropractic mm -hmm. techniques. And if you have, I always feel bad when people have one bad experience and they think, oh, all chiropractors are no good for me. It's nope, there are so many different kinds out there. Yeah, and just so, like any profession, there's good and bad and in between. And that's just how it is. Exactly, exactly. And then I wonder too, for people who maybe aren't in the migraine camp, but they do have headaches and it's, it is bothersome. What are some ways that people can work on either preventing headaches or, or migraines? I don't know if they're similar tips and then also just other ways to treat them. Yeah. So one big one is hydration. Make sure you're drinking enough water, but with a very important caveat is make sure that you have enough electrolytes. So electrolytes are um, trace minerals that conduct electricity through our cells, which is usually a combination of sodium, potassium, and magnesium. And you need all three in the correct balance to um, have good hydration. So we're in the Renaissance right now where there's so many different electrolyte companies out there making really great products. There's a really accessible one called Liquid IV. And I don't that's not like my top tier recommendation because it has a lot of sugar, artificial flavor and color in it, but it will get you there. Another one that I like that is a powder is called LMNT or Element that has a bunch of different flavors. It has unflavored and you can order that online or find it in Whole Foods, several other places. The one that I really love is 
by a company called Trace Minerals called 40,000 Volts. And that one's unflavored, unsweetened, un-anything. And it, you can just add a little bit. It's a liquid. So you can just toss some of it into your drinking water for the day and go about your business. It does change the flavor just slightly. It can give it a little more minerally or like rich mouthfeel, but it doesn't add any flavors or anything exciting. So I really like that. And especially for wicked hot days like it is today. Today is August 22nd and it's supposed to be over 100 degrees. So if you're outside at all, make sure you're drinking water with electrolytes so that you keep your water on the inside instead of just evaporating it out. Yeah. So hydration and electrolytes are the first line of defense in preventing yep. headaches and migraines. And then we can get deeper into more personalized solutions, feel free to um, look up my website and book a no-cost consult because we can talk about where you're at, where you want to be, and what steps would realistically get you there. Perfect. And all the information to connect with Dr. Brenna will be in the show notes. So you can go take a peek there. And oh, I wanted to mention too, because I did get some target marketing that Liquid IV now has a no sugar option. So oh, good. They're, they're recognizing but that people do not want sugar. Though? That's a good question. I just saw no added sugar. So I don't know if that means it's just like other ingredients that are sweeteners. <laughs> keep your eye out for sucralose, stevia, monk fruit, some of those other things. It'll still give you that sweet flavor because those can still cause some insulin spikes regardless. Mm -hmm. Fun fact about no sugar or diet drinks is diet in air quotes <laughs> doing at each other over the video is that when you put something that is sweet, even if it doesn't have any calories on your tongue, there's a response in your brain that's, ooh, sweet things. We better secrete some insulin, which is your blood sugar. And it's the only hormone that we have that actually can take sugar out of our bloodstream and put it where it needs to go. And if you are insulin sensitive or worrying about blood sugar or diabetes or any of those things, artificial sweeteners like stevia, sucralose, monk fruit, there's so many out on the market, those can still create an insulin response, which is why I tend to stay away from anything sweeteners added into my stuff. And if you've experimented with it and you know that it doesn't bother you or you really need that sweet taste to get over the hump of getting used to drinking water or any other types of drinks, go for it. But with knowing the caveats to it. Yeah. Going into it with eyes wide open. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love it. If there were one takeaway in this conversation that listeners can walk away with, what would you hope that listeners can hold on to? I'd really like you to know that there's options out there and that there's things you can do to decrease or yeah, less frequency and intensity of headaches that even though migraines are genetic, you don't, they're not, a, you're not stuck with them forever. There's ways to work with them. And there's always little tweaks that can be made to improve how they're presenting in your life. So don't give up hope. Exactly. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Dr. Brenna, for your time, your infinite wisdom on all things like mind, body. I feel like 
there's just so much more we can talk about, just all these little <laughs> nuggets of information you've dropped. Uh, but I really appreciate you coming on and sharing just what you know with everyone oh, here thanks today. Thanks for having me today. This is always a pleasure to hang out with you, Cynthia. Thank you so much for listening to the Well-Connected Twin Cities podcast. Did you learn something new? Did you feel that spark of hope and excitement for what is possible? Because so much is possible. Tell us about it in a review on Apple Podcast. Not only would we absolutely love hearing from you, but these reviews help our ratings and help other curious minds like you find this resource. We are always better together. Thank you again and see you next time.